Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm delighted to be joined by a Mancunian, or maybe you'll tell me he's a Salfordian red, Danny Simpson. Uh, Danny's played at several clubs. I've got a few minutes, so I might as well go through them all. You started off at Manchester United, Danny? I did, yeah, I did. Thanks yeah, for joining us. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah, obviously that's my, you know, I'm a red. Um, um, I actually had some trials at Liverpool and City before Man United. Um, but yeah, uh, fortunately for me, they both said no and Man United said yes. So, um, you know, it started from there, 11, 12 years old and, you know, I'm a red and, and I always will be. So where are you from? I've read Eccles, is that right? Yeah, Eccles, yeah. Obviously, um, on Old Postpool. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Eccles and... Um, so yeah, I'm just I just class myself as a Salford lad. Right, so you're the wrong side of the canal then, because I'm Hermston. So we're basically yeah, you're over there, you're on the dark side. There. <laughs> so you came through the the ranks at United. You were playing in the youth team. You were playing in a very good reserve team. I remember speaking recently to Federico Makeda, and he said. I was 16 in a very good reserve team with Danny Simpson, Danny Welbeck, Chris Eagles, Gerard Piquet. Can you remember that? Can you remember thinking, we've got a good side here, we're going to be making it? Yeah, I always look back and I, you know, I think there was that three or four years, I think, for me was, was a really good crop of players. Um, Johnny Evans, Ryan Shawcross, um, like you said, Piquet, Welbeck. Darren Gibson, Chris Eagles, uh, above me, you had like Phil Barsley, uh, at the time, Sylvan Blake uh, was on fire. You know, it was like a good three or four years of, because obviously as well, when you go in your first year, second year, third year reserves, sometimes you all mix together uh, in the youth teams and stuff and, 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 you know, in the same dressing rooms. And I think that three or four years, the crop that we had, um, was 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 a very talented group. Um, Who were the best players? Did you look at PK and think this lad head and shoulders above us, or not really? Um, no, you knew, you knew, we always knew the ability he had with with the ball. Um, especially back then as well. That wasn't a thing really back then for centre backs to be um, technically that good. Um, and he clearly was as soon as he came over. Um, you know that was my age. That was my age group. Was was when when I know when I left school was, you know was was PK and Rossi. You know and technically they were they were unbelievable. And uh, for some of us lads from obviously from Manchester or you know, local and from England, we you know we we had to really work hard on on that side of things. They came over and. Um, Maybe maybe inspired us a little bit and pushed us to 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 be like them technically, but we always had that 
uh, you know, the ethic of working hard. I'm not saying they didn't, but you know, working hard and and, and trying to uh, be better players. But when them two came over, we you know we could see that you know these two were were, were, were class players. Who was the joker? You know what, Gerard was a joker. You know, actually, <laughs> PK was a bit of a joker. Um, you know, it was just his. That was just his character. He's, you know, he was he was energetic, bubbly, and um, especially when he started learning English as well. And he was, you know, picking up all the English swear words and stuff. And the way, you know, uh, the English the English banter, um, and he picked it up pretty quick. Um, so yeah, I would say he was one of the jokers. I think Chris Eagles is a joker. Um, a similar similar character. Um, you know, just didn't stop moving. Always trying to do do something full of energy. Um, so yeah, I'd always remember them two for being, you know, two you know two lads that like to, you know, have a laugh and um, at, at the right times. You went to Antwerp. Was that a good experience for you? Yeah, I think um, I think for me Antwerp was 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 kind of key to. Uh, you know what came after that. Um, you go over there, with, with, you know, with obviously a few of your your, your mates, um, and it's a completely different environment. You, you're leaving home, you're leaving your friends, leaving your family, um, and you leave reserve team football behind, not really knowing what's going to happen. And you know we're playing in front of eight, nine, ten thousand, you know, fans, uh, mostly on a Sunday night. And you had to learn quick because all of a sudden you're not just playing in a United reserve team that at the time normally won the league and should win every game. You know, we're playing in them, you know, you know, went and joined a, a team of men that, that were, you know, they were playing for their, you know, for their lives and, you know, and, and, and for their day-to-day life. And, you know, we were playing for points and passionate, very, very passionate, you know, uh, Antwerp fans. And we had to learn quick. Uh, and adapt very quick to to living in a different country and, and playing a different type of football as well because it was a it was a very different type of football to being in the reserve team. You came back to Manchester. You made your first team debut for United. One of four starts against Coventry in quite a famous League Cup game because Coventry yeah. won two nil. I think Miffs got both did. Yeah, Maltese lad. What do you remember yeah. about that? Um, I remember a lot. Um, I'd, I remember I had um hernia injury, and I came back, and I wasn't sure because I think at the time as well, everyone kind of knew, you know, Sir Alex. If you, you know, he liked to give you a chance in the Carling Cup, um, if it seemed like a, a relatively, you know, a, a comfortable game that he fought with a couple of young lads making a debut and some senior players. You know, you normally win and go through. Um, and I remember playing, I, I was playing left back. And I think Phil Bardsy was right back. Um, but yeah, I remember it. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a tough day because, you know, he, sorry, he wasn't happy. What did he you say know, to we, you? We really, we really let him down. Um, I just, not, nothing to me, I remember personally, but I think, just to the whole group because it was a team that should have won and not got beat to. No, we should have won that game. Um, and for whatever reason, we didn't and it happens. But, you know, at Old, Old Trafford, you know, we, we, we really let him down because I think he was, 
We had some good players playing in that game. Some good young lads making their debuts, and um, you know, especially for young lads and the way Man United is and wanting the you know the kids to come through um, the Carling Cup and League Cup. That's it's something that you know can can really help you to to become a Man United player, and it then puts you back another year until you can play in that that competition again. So I think you know we he was you know, obviously he was angry and we let him down. He did play other games a few months later. United played mm. a game. It was a bit of a dead rubber. I went to it in, in Rome. It was in the Champions League. And mm. I know that Gerard had played in it as well. I think Fabian Brandy recalled being on the bench in, in that game. Can you remember that? Yeah, I remember it. That was it was one of my because I think Gerard scored a header, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um because I remember marking um I remember I was young. And I think maybe at one point I was right back down. I was left back. I remember marking Mancini and Ludovic Gulli. Wow. Um, and, and and people might not know this as well, but you know it was it's the Champions League. It's away at Rome. It's you know it's, it's it was even though United was through, and like you said, it didn't really matter, but it did matter to some of us because um, you got another chance to make an impression in such a you know a big competition against some of obviously top players in Europe. Um, and I remember. At the, end of, at the end of the game, I asked for Totty's shirt. And he said to me, oh, sorry, I've swapped with Rooney. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, never mind. So I've gone into the dressing room and the kit man must have come in um, and more than likely went to, to Al, uh, the kit man at the time. And he said, oh, this, this is for Simpson. So it was his first half shirt. So he'd gone in. Um, remember that was a young lad asked him for shirt because obviously he swapped his second half shirt with Waza um, and then he'd gone in off his own back told his kit man that I want to give my first half shirt to, to Simpson and then I've still got it to this day um, framed There'd been a yeah, lot of trouble United played Rome earlier that year and there was a lot of trouble um, so for the that game in December there was only 30,000 there but I was a complete coward. I went with my new missus, who's now my wife, and went in the home end and pretended to basically be American <laughs> tourists. If because it had been really rough earlier on in the year, you know, yeah. stabbings and everything. Yeah, right. Okay. That was our story, you know. Just <laughs> try not to look like English football fans, American or Irish tourists. I got supported for it by my mates. What? What? How did you get on when you when PK scored? Did you have to? Was you still okay to? I couldn't do anything. Actually, at the time, I knew Gerard well when he was in, in Manchester because he'd moved over from, from Barcelona. So I was like swapping messages with him. But no, I couldn't do absolutely anything. Yeah. You wanted to celebrate for him. But, but yeah, no, at least you, you, you got through that one. <laughs> you got through that one well. Did you feel ready to challenge for a place in the first team, sort of 07-08? Gary Neville was injured a lot. Did you feel you were getting closer or was there always a sort of glass ceiling in your own mind or did you pick up on any feeling from Ferguson where he was saying to you, you're not quite there yet? Um, I, I think... Um, yeah, I got a few games, got a bit of game time, but I feel that the season after that, um, I went on loan to Blackburn, and I need—I think I needed 
a good season in the Premier League somewhere else to come back to United to feel ready. Um, yeah, it was it's great. You know, sometimes you come on, United are winning 3-0, you come on last 25 minutes and everything's, you know, it's comfortable. Um, and I started one of the games with Dynamo Kiev at home um, and had a tough time um, I think it was my Premier League debut Everton had a really tough time wasn't really ready but yeah I think I think I needed another like I said the Blackburn season didn't go as as planned um, and probably not the way so Alex wanted it to go for me either um, I only played probably like 20 games and Sam Allardyce came in after Paul Ince and I just didn't get any game time and Kind of, you know, kind of went backwards in terms of trying to become a United player, and I feel like, yeah, that's where it kind of was a bit like. Well, and then, then the twins got the work permit uh, around that time, I think, and you, you kind of knew it's not, it's not, it's not going to happen now. What did you think of Raphael and Fabio? Did you see him in training and think I'm going to look elsewhere, or did you think I'm, I'm the same level as them? No, I know. I knew we knew. I think everyone knew it. They were obviously they, they had issues. I think with the work permit, they'd always come and train. And I think we knew that once they got a permit, they you know they were good players and they were going to get a chance. Um, and it's again football's timing and stuff like that. And um, I feel like when they came in, like, we kind of knew. You know, they had this energy about them and they were, you know, it was like a new, they were like the new fullback. I think when the fullback started to change from, you know, Gary Neville's, Dennis, you know, defensive fullbacks to to a bit more, you know, like you said, Raphael came in and Fabio and then obviously Patrice, the way he played, Asher Cole, the way he was a fullback. And I feel like it was a bit of a transition of that's where, Fullbacks started to be, you know, a demand. People wanted a lot more from them going forward, and obviously, Raf and Fabio were, were, were Brazilians coming over with 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 that hype. There were a couple of highlights playing for Manchester United. There was a beautiful cross to Wayne Rooney. Can you remember mm. it? I do, I do. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> what, that like your highlight as a United player, a cross. Well, yeah, because. Well, when you're Old Trafford and it's the Stratford end and you cut, um, I remember that game uh, because I think Wes got injured, Wes Brown got injured, John O'Shea come on, he got injured. I'm pretty sure there was two injuries and then I was forced to come on in the first half towards the end, I think. And then obviously, I think it was obviously it was Wigan and you know, in the second half, you're overlapping or bombing down the right, Paul Skulls. Feeds you a ball, and you, you, you know, you cross it for Wayne Rooney, and he's in the back of net at the Stratford end. You know, that's that's what you dream, you know, you dreamt of as a kid, especially for me because I'm a defender. So it's not like I'm dreaming of scoring a goal at, at the Stratford end. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm dreaming of just being on the pitch at Old Trafford and with with them players there. Paul Scholes plays a pass to me, I cross it for for Wazza and he scores, and then I've still got the picture where afterwards. You know the lads all run over and was you know were, were buzzing for me. Rio Anderson, um, Ronaldo, Ever, and 
yeah, I said that was a, that was a you know quite a, that was a big 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 moment, and it was it was something I'll never forget. And you're a Salford lad. You're a United fan. Had you gone to games as a kid, or was it always about playing? Um, no, we we when you, I, I never got to go. Um, we never was able to get a ticket when I was younger. But then it, once you got to fourteen, fifteen, the club um, gave you tickets to go and watch. Um, sit in the family stand near the tunnel. So I used to go out to every home game with with my uncle and. Um, and yeah, then all of a sudden, you you know you're on the pitch with them, and ah, oh, listen, it's it was it, you know it was it was one of the best days. It is one of one was one of the best days in my life. You know, like I said, it was. I've got the pictures up in my house of of of, of you know that moment. What's your favourite Anderson story, or maybe one that you can actually say on air publicly, knowing what Anderson's like? I mean, previous ones have included. Him offering to teach Raphael and Fabio to speak English, which was very nice of him. But as his manager pointed out, you can't speak English yourself, yet, Anderson. So how are you going to do it? He told Darren, uh-huh. yeah, "My car no fly." And Fletcher's like, "What?" He said, "My car no fly." <laughs> you know what he's like? He's a lad who loves life. Fergie absolutely loved him. He's a complete character. I went to see him in Brazil to do an interview with him. He turned yeah. up. He turned up just twenty-four hours late. And said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, come and stay at my house. Let's go partying. And at like four o'clock in yeah. the morning, saying, Anderson, I'm a father of two. My, my children are there. I, I, cannot, I, I realize that that girl's got an absolutely fantastic arse, but I'm <laughs> staying out until eight o'clock in the morning with you. Yeah. Come on, my friend. Listen, yeah, well, you know, you just <laughs> said it yourself. <laughs> Listen, I you know I look at my time back then, and listen, I like to go out as well, and I maybe at times I shouldn't have, um, and yeah, so me and Anderson got on very well. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can just read between the read between the lines here that you you you're socially active and have a good time. Did Sir Alex Ferguson ever get on your case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the office. Um, <laughs> I was in the office a couple of times and, you know, it's crazy because you don't, you're young and you, you don't, you know, you just, you don't, you don't, you don't realise the opportunity you've got at the time and, you you, you know, you've been at United since you was a kid, you, you, you know, all of a sudden you sign a, you know, contract to full time and you're in the reserves and you're training with the first team and you're playing first team games, you just think, this is, this is how it is, this is, this is just going to be till I retire, you don't, think of anything else this is just the path I'm on and this is this is normal um it's probably time to look back and I think maybe you know if I knew then what I know now you know things might have been different and I might have I could have done a bit more I think and uh, and oh I could have done a bit more I also could have done a bit less if that makes sense yeah I mean, what you're yeah. saying is not so, yeah what you're saying is not uncommon. Makeda said he blamed everyone but himself. And then five years later, he looked back and said, I should have done more myself. And then Rick Wellings, I know you know Rick, he just said, you know, my attitude wasn't as good as it could have been when I was a young player, but he still had a, a very good career. And, and you had a very good career. I mean, you've won the Premier yeah. League. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's an, it, you know, I wanted to be a Man United player for my whole career, and 
I've had a very good career and you know I'm still I'm still sticking in there now and I'm enjoying it and playing and um but like I said I'm a United you know I'm a United fan and you know I I I still believe I could have played I might maybe not have been there you know a long long time but I still I think I should have played a lot more games what was, um, what was really Newcastle do. like you went to Newcastle next and some players find it a bit of a goldfish bowl because the fans are so passionate that you know when Andy Cole would go for meals there with his with his then partner he felt smothered by it all he loved the yeah. fact that it was a big football city that there was this passion and he had a, he had obviously had a good time there and, and he did very well there your career really took off there. I'd imagine you'd have a positive experience there. Yeah, well, I went on loan. Um, and because I, I, I've been to Blackburn and in the Premier League and I'd already been in the Championship with Sunderland and I, and I got my chance to be on loan in the Premier League and didn't quite work out. So then I've gone to Newcastle, massive club in the Champion. But I feel like, you know, it wasn't a step back, but I'd, I'd gone back to the Championship when I'd just been on loan in the Premier League. So you kind of go there on loan and you think, you know, this is a mass, you know, it's a big club. This is, I'm looking at it thinking, I might not get a chance at United again. So this is a massive opportunity for me to go there, do well, get the club back into the Premier League because it's, it's where they, they should be. And like you said, it did take off there and I was around a lot of, I learned a lot from a lot of experienced players. Um, Kevin Nolan, you know, Butty was there, um, you know, Smudger was there, um, you know, Joey, Joey Barton. And there's a lot of a lot of experience around the dressing room that all I could do really was learn from them and, and be a part of getting them back into the Premier League. And once that club up there were winning games, the, the, you know, the fans are amazing and it's a great place to live. And I think my whole three or four years there was was a success. Um, to be honest, you know, getting into Europe, finishing fifth, getting into Europe, quarterfinals, Europa League. So I feel like that the three or four years I was there, I, I, you know, really, you know, I learned a lot and 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 I enjoyed it. You beat Manchester United three 0 You had a great game. On my birthday. On your Just birthday. Add, it was my birthday. Honestly, couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, fourth um, of January. Pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was my birthday. Um, if I remember rightly, it was some crazy goals. Is it Phil Jones' own goal? Was it? I think he's headed it into the ground or something like that. I think it was a long goal kick, and you know, yeah. Um, I had some good moments against United actually. I cleared one off the line at Old Trafford. I think we drew one-one. Cleared off the line last minute off from Chicharito. Um, yeah, and then I think I was involved in a four-three. I tried to claim a goal actually. Come off Johnny Evans. Um, on Boxing Day, I tried to claim that, but you know it was going wide. But Johnny put it in for me. <laughs> you see that that season when you you played in the three uh, nil, Newcastle also drew at Old Trafford one all. That was eleven twelve. Um, mm. You see, if you would have been a proper red and you would have let United win that game, Manchester United would have won the league and not Manchester City on goal difference. Well, Listen, well, I remember I cleared that off the line and, and you know how the tunnel is, I think it might have changed now, uh, in the dressing rooms. So Alex gave me a little clip. Did he? Oh, well, yeah, he did. I love it. <laughs> um, 
I remember that night as well. I think it, that was that was Welbeck's birthday party as well. So yeah, I was getting a bit of I was getting a bit of stick that night, but it is what it is. Once you're on that pitch, yeah. Do you know what as well? I always felt like when I was playing against United, um, I had a bit more to prove. Yeah. And and you you, do, you shouldn't be like that, but you do raise your game a bit more, and you feel like right, well. I didn't make it here, but I'm going to try and show anyone that's here. Maybe I played with Oscar Alex that, you know, um, you know, I am good and, 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 you know, I've got friends and family, United fans. So, you know, you get God knows how many tickets, everyone's there. So now they're always special games for me playing there. You had a good relationship with Wayne Rooney. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, once I got him well, because he's, you know, we were a similar age when he come in. Um, and again, it was the same with a bit, a bit like Cristiano as well. We, you know, it was, it was Nanny, you know, like you said, Anderson, we were, we were all similar age, you know, just full of energy. And um, obviously, when they come in and you know, we were special players, but yeah, we got on well. And like I said, he's, he's um, he, as, as he goes on, you lose touch. But when I see him, I still chat to him. But as I said, that, that little age group there, were, you know, with PK as well, we're all a similar age group trying to. To push the, you know, the rest of the, you know, the senior players. Who do you keep in touch with from United, or is it sort of infrequent messages and stuff like that? Because you're still living, uh, in Norway, aren't you? Um, Patrice, I still yeah. speak to Patrice. Um, he was really good with me. Um, you know, he, he still calls me Cafu now to this day. <laughs> he always called me little Cafu. Um, Rio, I still speak to Rio. Um, Wes. Um, you know, obviously Wes is local lad, so we, you know, we, we you know, we, he always helped me out, and you know, as soon as I walked into the dressing room, um, but yeah, mainly them, and then like again, you see anyone else? I see Shazy now and again. I'll, you know, we live in similar areas in Fletch. Um, yeah, I'll see all of them really, but if I see them, I'll see them on the areas. You know, we all have a good chat, and it's, um, it's. No, it's. It, I think you look back and that squad was, you know, that squad was unbelievable. Um, well, they, they were the best team in England, Europe, and the world. They're the world yeah. champions. Yeah, it was. It was a tough. You look back as well. It was, a, it, you know, in terms of game time, that was a tough squad to 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 get into. Even get into as in the squad. Never mind the actual getting on the pitch. Um. So yeah, just to be a part of that as well was 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 special. And again, you know, maybe I didn't play enough, a lot of games, but I learned a lot just being there with them players every single day, watching them, how hard they worked, how hard they trained. You know, winning winning games, you know, consistently winning trophies, and you kind of take that, you know, you take that with you. Um, and I felt like I did. What you're saying is similar to what others have said, and even if they didn't break in. And we spoke to Tosic, who came from Serbia. And yeah, yeah. he said his first few weeks were just this whirlwind where he thought, I'm nowhere near this standard. But gradually, yeah. he was getting closer to it and he was improving himself. So while he didn't get anywhere near the first team, he felt that he was 30% better as a footballer after a year of being in, in, in Manchester. So just being in that yeah. winning environment helped him. And you're saying that, that it helped you. you you left Newcastle, you went to PPR in the Championship, got promotion, and then you, then you went to Leicester City, 2014. And that was a club where a lot of former Manchester United players had, had gone to. Um, 
Rick Wellins obviously went there. Danny Drinkwater, um, Matty James, Tom Cleverly went on loan there. I was even told of a, of a war wagon which left Worsley each morning, which you all used to drive over the tops into Leicester with a bed in the yeah. back of it. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we a lot of us still lived in Manchester and you know travelled to Leicester daily. And um, like I said a lot of us. Yeah, and funny enough, there was a player that I had to battle with who was at United, which was Richie Delat. Yeah. And I had to battle with him and take his shirt off him to, you know, to become a regular at, at Leicester. And yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, Tom Lawrence as well. Um, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, United lads that were there. And again, similar, similar story to what I just said about that, that you know, you've been around them players and you, you want to work hard and train hard every day and become... You know, and just be a winner. You know, even if you win a, you know, a five-a-side game, you want to win. And, 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 and it from United, does it does. Yeah, 100% it does. It, so, Alex, he, had the, he used to have that in him. And, you know, and the players every day, you, you, it doesn't matter what it was, you had to you had to win in training. And it's that winning mentality, it's, it, becomes, it becomes a habit. Um, and I used to see it every day and... Unless you want, listen, as long as you want Scholes' team, you won. If you want Scholes' team, yeah, five, six, eight, or whatever it was, you, you normally won. Um, but no, I've seen it every day. I used to see, you know, Wes Brown, you know, Gabriel Heinz, you know, smashing each other, but respectfully, but, you know, I'm a defender, Gary Neville, him and Phil, the way they were. And and you just look around the way Cristiano, how hard he worked, and it was just all around everywhere. You can't help but take it in and be like, and then you notice it if other people didn't do it when you moved to different clubs. Paul Hubko, we spoke to him last week. He was a goalkeeper, a couple of first team appearances, and he said he'd, he'd been around. He was at a lot of clubs, and only Man United, and he played at ten or eleven clubs. That was the only club he was at where they trained every day as if it was a match day environment. He said he, that was yeah. what set them apart. Yeah. That, that level every single day where it's like you're playing in the cup final. It, it, yeah, he's right. It was. And you, 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 listen, you, you had to be on it every day. And all right, so, so Alex was the master of just being on the sideline, watching every single player and everything he did everything whether it was in, around the dressing room on the canteen on the grass you know he just studied and watched every single player and he knew when a player was ready to play that weekend or the weekend after and you know he let the coaches do the coaching and that's just and and he he, he just he built that and you couldn't help if you walked into that dressing room or train with a team you had to take that on very quickly, otherwise you're going to get found out, and you know you could become very lost. And you had to just build that quickly mentally. That right, it's training, but you you have to you have to win this game in training because you you, you do take that into the a Saturday afternoon on a three o'clock. Whoever you're playing against, were you scared of him? Was it respect? Was it fear? Yeah, I was scared, scared of him. Yeah. yeah, I was scared. Still scared of him now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what we all said. Like, even hard, established lads yeah. who played hundreds of matches, they'll yeah. say, you know, it wasn't always, you know, sweetness and nice with him. And, and it was, no, no. Wes told me he was scared of him. Scared. Wes Brown. Yeah. 
listen, no, yeah, he's right. <laughs> he's, I don't know, he's just had this thing about him and of course it's respect, but he wasn't always, always scary, scary, scary because he, he you know, he's at the same time, he would have a laugh, he knew everything about you, he knew everything about your family, he, that's just the person he wasn't, but, you know, when he, when he, had a go at you, you knew about it. <laughs> and you didn't want to be on the receiving end of that, you know, after, if you've been on that receiving end once, you didn't want it again. So you're at Leicester, you've got lads coming in there like uh, Kante, Varde, Mares, um, yeah. Esteban Cambiasso, who played at, at Real Madrid. Um, I remember being there in 2014 for the 5-3 when Van Aal was in charge. And reading in the programme notes, Leicester's new chairman um, from Thailand, saying, within five years, I want to be a top four Premier League team. And I just laughed at it and thought, yeah, don't we all? Honestly, just thought, talking out of his arse. Yeah. And I was wrong. And he was right. Yeah. So what started yeah. to go right there? I'll be honest with you. I think he's, he, set the, he set the foundations from day one when he walked into that club. I think maybe when in the league one, was it now maybe seven, eight years ago? And from day one, I wasn't there then, but obviously when I joined and I look at everything that he's built, I think he... he, he, he so, yeah, when you're reading them notes, I'm not surprised that that's what he said because he, he had a dream and he, 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 he built it from the bottom and everyone mattered at that club. It didn't matter. It wasn't just the players he bought um, in the transfer windows, it was it was the staff from top to bottom, um, and it's a bit similar to United situation and the way Man United or Sykes built Man United, and it was always the same people, and you know from kit men to tea ladies and the receptionist, they, you know we always looked after them, and it was like a family, and that's what he built from day one at Leicester, and um, yeah, it might have seemed. At the time, like that's not going to happen. But you know, we, you know, he brought in the right people, and I think that's what he, he that's what he wanted as well. He wanted the right people to come into the club, and not just players, but people as well. And I think Steve Walsh had a massive part of that in bringing good people to the club, and and you know, and and I think it came from Vichai because he wanted good people in the staff, people at the stadium. He wanted only just wanted just good people. Because he knew if you're a good person, good things come. Did you think you were going to win the league? First time I thought you'd have a chance was when you went away to Manchester City and, and battered them. See, yeah, people, that that game, we we were so quiet. The dressing room was so quiet after that game. Because it wasn't just, oh, we beat Man City. We absolutely, I'd say we pretty much smashed them. And, we, you know, I'm a United fan. I'm sat there and, you know, I've got, I'm going to put it out, I've got two brothers who are City fans. And I remember just sitting there thinking, we've just, just done Man City. I felt like, wow. But I didn't then, all I felt at that time was, okay, we have a good team. But I didn't think at that time we're going to win the league. I just felt, oh, Yes, and we we need to believe that if we can do that to Man City at Man City, we can we can do that to anybody if if we really want to, and we we give hundred percent and we try. Was there an unsung hero in in that team? 
or, or an underrated player? Yeah, I think so. I think you look at the Shinji Okazaki role and what he did, you know, to play number 10 the way he played number 10 is not really what you see now. His work rate, I think he's probably the most sub player ever in the Premier League. <laughs> He'd run around for 60, 65 minutes, you know, literally, you know, he'd run his socks off. Um, and in that position, he was just pestering people and he'd win the ball back and, you know, and let the Vardis and the Mavis, you know, get the goals and the headlines. But his work rate and I think Mark Brighton as well, the way he, you know, his assist rate, you know, and, and, and the way he works, his delivery. I think for me, them two were, were, were really key as well. You left Leicester a year ago. You were briefly without a club. I remember seeing you on the pitch at Old Trafford at the start of this season when Leicester yeah. came. How did it feel being out of football? Did you, did you miss it? Were you uncertain about your future then before you went on to join Huddersfield Town? Yeah, it was difficult. Um, it was difficult. Um, you know, maybe I could have stayed at Leicester and been part of the squad and played cup games and, and help the young boys and be that, you know, a key senior, you know, take on that role and as a senior member of the team and help the young lads and stuff and um, be a bit of a role model and, you know, give 100% every day. Um, I still wanted to play on a Saturday and, you know, I left and what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. And, you know, I was I, I, I was supposed well, I'm gonna put it out there. I was supposed to go to Celtic. Um, you know, and it, it didn't happen and for me it was, you know, Brendan had left Celtic. Um we had a good relationship with the people there. It was a chance to go to another massive club, win trophies, massive fan base, and it fell through and all my eggs were in the that basket at the time and then over you know, all the doors were closed because, you know, a full-back position is... Once a full-back position's been took, you don't take full-backs, full-backs. It's different for strikers and attackers. And once these other full-back slots have been took, um, you know, it's difficult. Uh, even with my CV, even the fact that I'd won the league and played 140 games, but, you know, the selling thing hurt because I was really, you know, I really wanted to go there and... And and I spoke to Colo Torre, he told me great things and you know, and Neil Lennon spoke to him and it was yeah, it was it was a shame that it didn't happen and and and, and then and then I had to sit back and, and wait for an opportunity. You've been at Huddersfield, what about the future? Play as long as you can, manager, coach? Um, play as long as I can. Uh, as long as I'm still enjoying it, as long as you know I'm Touch wood, my, my, my body's good. Um, you know, I've been fortunate. I've not you know, had that many injuries. So, yeah, play as long as I can and and do a lot of... T I like the media stuff. Like you said, I was on the... Um, you know, I was at Old Trafford pitch side. I've done a few of them and, you know, MUTV. And I really enjoy doing the media stuff. And so, yeah, I think while I'm still playing, if I can get as many, you know, do as much as I can, that doesn't affect my training or my game time. Um, yeah, so I think you know some TV work and carry on with that while I'm still playing and get experience doing it because you know you do need experience. You need to keep being used to being on 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 a camera and giving opinions. It's it's different to being interviewed, 
Um, but I like analysing, I like watching games, I, you know, I really enjoy it. So I think that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm keen on. Can I ask you about United going into, well, the second part of this season, it seems like, the restart. And about Aaron Wan-Bissaka, because yeah. he's come in in a position which you know well. And yeah. he's, had a, he's had a very good first season. I think he's made more tackles than any other player. Looking at him sort yeah. of at a technical level, what do you see? If you're describing Wan-Bissaka to someone who played top-level football, how would you describe it? Listen, I think... You know the, the the way fullbacks are now are supposed to are supposed to be. You know you Trent Alexanders and all these, and you look at Aaron and he was at Palace. Now you know at Palace, you know most of the time it was the other team that had possession, and he probably didn't get after to get into as many areas in the final third as he will do playing for Man United in at Old Trafford and. You know he's still young. He's gonna, he's he's, he's working on that. You know, I think towards the end before the pandemic, you could see some of the deliveries he was putting in. Uh, I think one was for Chelsea and the way you know a goal he created there. And listen, defensively he's an athlete. No one's you know it doesn't look like anyone can get past him. Um, but yeah, he's still got a lot to to work on. And you know look at look at Gary Neville. I think once Beckham left. You know, we I think we've seen Garen, how good Gary Neville's crossing was. Uh, and I think maybe he had Gary Neville had to work on it more when Beckham left. Because obviously, if you've got Beckham in front of you, give him the ball. Um, and I think Aaron is he's, he's just going to keep, he's going to get better and better. And he's playing Old Trafford. Um, he, he seems he's got good players around him. Um, and yeah, I think he's, 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 a, he's been a great signing and, and he will be. If you. If you get ten years out of him, and the the price tag is is nothing. And what about on the the left back? You've got Brandon Williams. You've got Luke Shaw. From maybe being a problem area a year ago or two years ago, suddenly yeah. United are, are looking good in that position. I, I think the emergence of Brandon has been good for Luke. Yeah. Um, because the fact that Brandon's coming and done so well. Sometimes you need that kick. Something like I've been there. You need a little, a little, you know, a little, a little, a little push. You need a threat from a young, you know, enthusiastic lad full of energy, and it makes you think. Actually, you know, I need to step my game up here. And and I feel like he was probably one of the United's better. Uh, Luke Shaw was probably one of the United's better players towards the, you know, coming into the um, the pandemic. And I think that's because Brandon was doing so well and. And obviously fitness as well. We know he's, you know, he's been up and down with fitness. But I think, um, yeah, I think it's been good for him, and it's great that we've got the both of them um, fighting it out. We've got the both of them. I like it. That's it. Isn't it? It's true, though. You know, I'm still on I'm a red, and that's how I look at it, and that's how I watch it, and and, and I, I, I really think, you know, good, good, good times are gonna are, come, are gonna come back. We and just you need to. Ollie's the man. Did you have much to do with, with Ollie? You obviously um, played under him. Yeah, I did. And you know, I think my last game actually for Man United was in a Man United shirt. I'd say was Ollie's testimonial against Espanyol. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I, I believe so. Yes, and he knows everything about that club. You know, so we've had all these other managers that have 
have been so successful in other countries and other clubs. So why not? It just needs time, and I feel like I just I don't know. It's just been a, a feeling, and you know, with Marcus coming back now from injury, um, the defense looks strong. I think they I think before they it was like ten clean sheets. I think out of eleven, you know, obviously obviously with Harry, um. I just feel like these good times are coming back and I think just a bit more patience and, you know, maybe a few more signings in, in, in key areas and, 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 and you've got, you know, it's, it's, got, it's coming back for me. And you played with Harry, so you knew exactly what he was like from Leicester. Yeah, it's an, I, I knew exactly what he was going to do when he went there and I think he's only going to get better. And I think that, that calmness on the ball uh, at the back has helped other players around him, and I think that's what makes that's when you know someone's a good player when you make other people around you good or better, should I say? Um, you know, you can give him the ball and he can speed it up if he wants to. He can slow it down when he wants to, and you know, he's he's took the armband on this year like he's like like it's nothing, and I think he's um, I think everyone respects him. Um, so I think in his first season he's he's done fantastic, and I think he's only going to get better and. Um, and, and, and yeah, and, he, and he's got a lot. He's, he's just going to improve. That's great. I'd like to thank you for your time. No, no, thanks for having me on. It's been great.